Welcome to Family Ties, a breath of fresh parenting education. This podcast is an audio version of the Family Ties sessions we typically hold within our district with a large audience or one-on-one with our family liaisons. We use a research-based curriculum called Practical Parenting. We know some families can attend our sessions, and this is the reason why we decided to create this podcast, available to you 24-7. This is your host, Angie Nieto. I am a family liaison with District 33. I am trained in parenting education and prevention work. This podcast is sponsored by District 33 Community Schools, and we go together for kids. What is your definition of a family? What do you think the expression, that child comes from a good family, really means? And how would you redefine the good family of today? Those are some of the things we're going to be talking about in the next episode, recognizing traits in a healthy family of the practical parent education curriculum under the section, understanding your role as a parent. We will actually be talking to one of the family liaisons of District 33 at Lehman Middle School, Crystal de la Huerta. She will be joining us for this episode. Thank you, and let's get started. This is your host, Angie Nieto. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Family Ties, a breath of fresh parenting education. Today, we are um, going to be talking to my friend and my colleague, uh, Cristal de la Huerta. And um, before I get to Crystal, um, I do want to remind you that if you want to make sure you don't miss any of our episode, episodes, you go and click on the heart or the subscribe button for from your platforms of um, your podcast of choice. Again, it can be Spotify, it can be um, Apple Podcast, whatever you use, even I believe Google, uh, Google Podcast or Anchor, which is what I'm using. Um, you can go ahead and do that. And um, just a reminder that at the end, we always have uh, either like a, a tip of the day or we have surprises for you um, in terms of like new information or games or things like that that we recommend you doing. Or in the last episode, I had a poem. So we'll have things like that again. So stay make sure that you stay tuned the whole entire episode. We have lots of good stuff um, for you today. So with that being said, I want to introduce Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. That's great. Well, Crystal, I want to, uh, welcome you to our, um, podcast of the day. I hope that um, you are have been doing well. I know that with this pandemic, we are all home and trying to work and do a lot at the same time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully things are well for you. Thank you. They're going pretty good. Just enjoying my coffee. <laughs> yes, as I am as well. So 
Um, we're happy to have you here today, and I am gonna please ask you to tell us who you are, uh, your bra- your background with District Thirty Three. Sure. Um, so um, uh, my name is Miss Crystal Delaherta. I work at Lehman Middle School in the seventh grade family liaison. Um, I've worked in schools pretty much for a good like five or six years now um, my background I have my master's in social work from UIC and I will hopefully be going back in the fall to get my school social work certification awesome so pretty exciting stuff coming up for you but thank you for giving us some time to to help us with this um, lesson of the day so I like to make it a tradition for family ties to ask our guests the following question mm-hmm. uh, are overwhelmed or anxious or stressed how do you practice self-care um how do I practice self-care I think that's a really great question uh I'm a huge advocate for like mental health and that that's really important because I think mental health connects to all other parts of the body um physical emotional so for me it's really important to meditate I also go and and see a therapist myself, which is really, really helpful to help me kind of navigate some stressful situations and kind of figure out different tools I can use when I'm not at work or or when I'm at work, I should say, and when I'm at home and like kind of like the things I can do, whether that's deep breathing or taking a walk outside or working out. So those are just some of the things that I do. I really like to read. I like to do a lot of arts and crafts. Um, when I can, I like to travel. So those are just some of the things that I like to do for myself to practice self-care. Thank you for sharing that. I think that um, the main reason why I'm going to be asking this question to our guest is because our parents and, and anyone really, not just parents, um, sometimes we get so, we, we dive so much into our work schedule and our life or daily life that we forget about us. And we take care of everybody else, but we forget about ourselves. So I really, really want parents to start thinking about um, taking care of themselves because that only helps them to be better parents for, for their children or a, mm-hmm. or a better family member, you know, for their, for their Yeah, family. absolutely. So thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. Thanks. So um, today, actually, we will be talking about traits in a healthy family. So, Crystal, I know... Um, so you and I both have uh, participated in these sessions. We have actually facilitated the sessions with uh, or large groups in the community. And this is one of the lessons we will uh, present um, to parents. And it is the, about the traits in a healthy family. So what are those characteristics, those things that people can point out and say, that is the characteristic of a healthy family? So before we start, I want to mention that the perfect family does not exist. Um, we have healthy families and we want to um, reach for that, but perfect families just does not exist. All families experience problems. They all experience changes. Uh, we all experience hardships. And um, as we look at the families on the surface, um, we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. We never know what's really going on at the bottom. Um, and each family has its own individual strengths and um, individuality that even the healthiest of families sometimes exhibit um, weaknesses in different areas. Mm-hmm. So I really want to talk to you, Crystal, about 
your work, your daily work, but not only that, also your personal experiences. Um, when you interact with parents in our district every day, you see different styles, different parenting styles. You identify with them different areas where they might need support or they just need more information. But I know that you also see areas uh, where they're strong and, and you see how they can build on those strengths. So today I actually would like to ask you to first identify or define what is a family. Uh, so when I think of family or when I want to define a family, I would say it's like a, a network of like support and love. That's what I think immediately. You know, when something's happening, you lean on your family for advice or for help or when you're feeling down or sad, you immediately want, immediately want to go and talk to your family. So whenever I think of family, that's what I think togetherness. Um, love, support, um, and just being able to have somebody there to lean on when something's going on, positive or negative. Absolutely. I love that you were very concise. It's a, it's a network of support and love. And I think that that is, that is very powerful, um, the very powerful words to define a family. So thinking about those families you work with, I'm sure you have stumbled upon a situation where you saw like incredible strengths in the parents, but they probably didn't recognize them as positive or strong until you pointed them out. What are some of those strengths that you have observed in those families that you currently work with or even in your own family? Uh, so I think a, a strength sometimes is um, the ability to listen because sometimes people think, well, you know, it's my job as a parent to listen to my child, but it's also important that when you listen to practice active listening, meaning that you're kind of reading between the lines, you're listening to understand and not listening to respond. I think that that's really, really important because when you're listening to respond, it's more because you know, you might be upset or because you're going to pass some type of judgment. But when you're listening really to understand what's going on, then it, personally for me, like when I'm talking to my mom and she's listening intently and looking at me and um, just kind of ha has to listen to what I have to say, for me, that's important because it's showing that she has an interest in what's going on in my life. So I think that that's, that's definitely some strengths that I have seen, not only within my own family, but also with, with families within the district, because they think of, well, listening, it's my job as a parent, but no, it's actually a really, really important skill in trying to understand, like, how can I help my child or how can I be a positive influence on in their life? Absolutely. So typically when we have this like large groups um, that we present to, um, we usually have them sitting in like groups of like three or four people. And um, one of the things that we would ask if we were to be in this large groups would be to think about each family member and think about what are the strengths of each family member? Because it's hard sometimes to come up with what are those positive characteristics for each person, each family member in your household? So what I'm going to ask you, Crystal, to do with us, and I'm going to ask our um, listeners today, is to think about each member of your family today and one thing that you see as a positive characteristic of, of them. And I'm going to give you time. And so while you think about this, I'm going to share with you, for example, I have three daughters, and they all three are very different. But my oldest is very artistic, and she's very organized. My middle one is um, 
very loving and supportive. And then the little, little one, she's a baby. So it's hard to see a lot of those characteristics, but I can see, I can see that she pays attention and she's good at listening. So those are some of the characteristics that I feel like I could potentially build on in our family. But what about you? Do you have one that you want to share from your family members? So with my family, um, I think my parents is a really good example. I think they're both really, really great listeners. Um, so anytime I need advice or anytime I need help with anything, um, they're pretty good at, at listening, not only with me, but even with my siblings. Um, but I think that there could be room for maybe some patience. Um, so, and I think that just comes from parents sometimes worried about their kids when they hear about a situation. And so they, in their worry, they kind of create some type of like anxiety provoking situations. Um, but I would say that both of them are really great listeners. My sister, she's very empathetic, very sweet, uh, very athletic type of person too. Um, and my brother, he's a little bit more rebellious, but he also knows how to speak his mind. So that I think that those are all really great characteristics that I can think of my of my family members. Perfect. You could probably hear that all families have different. Some families have grandma in there. Some families have an uncle that lives with them. So whoever your are an active member of your um, family, I feel like um, I feel like it's it's important it's important that they um, that they uh, recognize these traits for each person. So um, I know that we're having a little bit of an issue with the recording, so I hope that we can clear some of that while we are uh, later. But if not, we apologize for that. We are trying with this uh, working from home. <laughs> so I apologize if you hear some stuff or echo additional uh, noise. Um, so, Crystal, we are going to... Um, Krista, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. I don't know what's going on, but we will try this right now. And I apologize for uh, this technical difficulties, but let's get started again on the... Um, the traits we were going to start talking about positive characteristics. So there have been uh, many studies uh, completed by researchers that have compiled the traits that we will consider for a healthy and strong family. So we're going to actually go through them uh, with Crystal's help. And we are going to try to identify these traits and understand them. The first trait that these studies have come up with is called a healthy family. Well, it says a healthy family develops a sense of trust. So, Crystal, how do you know when a family has this trait? Um, when a family has trust, I think being able to um, trust your family members with information, being able to talk to them when something's going on, I think is really, really important because I know it can be scary sometimes, um, especially if it's something that, you know, your parents or someone is not going to be very approving of. Um, but, you know, you can trust your family when you give them that information. They're going to support you um, and not pass judgment. Okay. 
The second trait says that a healthy family teaches respect for self and others. How do you know when a family has this trait? Uh, when you have respect for members in your family and respect for yourself too and, and knowing that everyone's different, you just have to respect those differences amongst your family. Perfect. Um, then trait number three uh, says that a healthy family um, values individual differences and autonomy. Uh, I think, again, going back to thinking that everyone in your family is different, everyone handles situations differently, everybody has different personalities, and just being able to respect that every person is is different and appreciating that difference. Perfect. Um, the next one says that a healthy family um, believes in a family commitment. So I think supporting one another um, and showing that togetherness, committing maybe family nights or um, a game night, things like that. And also understanding that sometimes people need alone time as well. So just being able to um, understand that, you know, you can support one another, but you can also be able to do things on your own as well. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, the next one says that a healthy family maintains clear boundaries amongst its members. What does that mean? So boundaries is always a very tricky one um, because I think that's, that can be really, really difficult. Um, but I think balance. Balance is a perfect word to use when it comes to maintaining boundaries, understanding that there's always a time for family. There's always a time for my own self-care, my own mental health, and there's work or any other hobby that I have so just you know always having that perfect perfect balance not perfect balance but having that balance of, of relationships and hobbies okay um, and then the next trait says that a healthy family shows responsibility in uh, systems oriented you know when a family has this trait I think um, supporting one another in in their growth um, and recognizing that sometimes in order to grow, people need uh, their freedom. So just being able to um, support people whenever they need need that growth or that space. Okay. I think that's, that's very good. Um, number seven says that a healthy family communicates effectively and meaningfully. Um, so I think one thing is to, to be just effective, but meaningfully, I feel like it's important. So I think communicating effectively and meaningfully, um, that being able to be very transparent and open and honest with your feelings, which can be really, really hard because that means that you have to make yourself vulnerable and share things that sometimes may not be, um, comfortable for someone. Um, so just being able to try your best to do that. Like if you're feeling a certain way or, um, you have a certain idea, just being able to feel comfortable enough to share that with the people around you and your family. Right. Okay. And then trait number eight says that a healthy family develops problem solving skills. What does that mean? I'm sorry. I think I lost you for a minute. Oh, I said um, the number tra the trait number eight says that a healthy family develops problem solving skills. Okay. Um, so uh, 
this one I really actually like because I think that right away, whenever we get into a situation, it's always we go straight to we're going to get punished or something's going to happen. So, again, and and I think seven and eight go pretty good together is being able to come and say, I made a mistake happened or this is how I'm feeling and being able to not judge the situation, but coming together to come up with a solution um, and learning from it, of course. Oh, yes, that's very important that you that we're able to learn from that situation. So um, then trait number nine says it's that, that a healthy family establishes a strong sense of roots and belonging. So I like to use culture as a really big one. Um, and I think of things like rosca de reyes, you know, in Mexican culture where you're cutting the rosca and the babies in there and, you know, then you have to make tamales. So I think keeping those traditions going and alive is really important um, because kids look really forward to that. Kids look forward to it. Families look forward to it because it really creates that unity and that and that bond. So keeping those traditions um, and culture and customs going is is really important. Okay. Um, trait number 10 says that a healthy family accepts change in the natural and unexpected uh, transitions of life. What does that mean? So I think that when a difficult situation happens, it's kind of like not just you know sitting in the corner and feeling sorry for oneself, but more learning again to come together and working to solve the problem and moving forward um, in no matter what transition or whatever problem is, is going on. Okay. That's very good. Um, and then the number uh, 11 says that a healthy family believes in a higher order in life. So I would say um, knowing having a strong sense of knowing what's right and wrong and also learning to be empathetic, you know, um, being of service to others, learning how to help one another. Um, Yeah. Perfect. And then the last one is a healthy family recognizes and seeks help for serious problems. Uh, I think this is when you um, know that there's a problem and recognizing there's a problem and not denying that there is one, just being honest with yourself and the people around you and saying, you know what, this is a problem. I really can't solve it by myself, which can be hard. Um, but, you know, having that trust and that ability to go to your family members and saying, hey, I have a serious problem. I really need help. Okay. Well, those are the the 12 traits that they recognize, but is there anything else, Crystal, that you would like to add to either the traits or just in general about what we talked about today? Um, So I think in order to build a strong family, you have to recognize, um, we have to recognize the strengths of of the family um, and just know that not all families are perfect. Again, how we stated at the beginning of our our interview um, and that we all have strengths. And families can be healthy no matter how different we all are. Um, and it's it's important to recognize those traits and build on them. And then if there are places to grow, you know, learn from that as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's that's very good and, and very, very important to, to pass on to people. And what I really would like for everyone listening today is um, – especially since we're in this 
lockdown um, um, in the next couple of weeks to really watch throughout the week for signs of family strengths and to think of ways how you can build upon them. Like what are some things you can do to develop those strengths or to make them better? And, um, and really just kind of thinking about that you don't have to have all 12 of the traits we talked about today, but having a very strong sense of three or four of them really can uh, make a difference for a healthy family. So, um, Krista, I really want to thank you for your time today. I know we're all super busy and I appreciate you coming uh, to our podcast today with Family Ties. And I just want to make sure that if people want to reach out to you, they have the ability to. So can you share how they can um, reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and first, thank you for having me too. I, I love doing these podcasts. It's pretty pretty fun and interesting despite all of the technical difficulties. Um, but uh, yeah, families, if they need to reach out to me, they can find my information on the Lehman School. Uh, middle school page or they can also reach out to you directly and you can pass their information on to the families as well yes and i did leave it on the details of the podcast you can uh, see who your who our guest was for today and you can see their email address on there so thank you so much for your knowledge crystal um enjoy this time uh at home i know it's hard but it's supposed to be nice in the next couple of weeks so Hopefully we can um, enjoy some of the nice weather coming. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much, Angie. And please take care and stay safe and healthy. Thanks, you too. Okay, well, for today's segment on the something fun to share, um, the community of Washakawa participated in different activities for a scavenger hunt. They had bears, hearts, bunnies, chalk art that you could drive around the community and spot those items outside or on people's windows or doors, things like that. I thought this was a great idea to do during this quarantine. Something that I am doing, I am playing online uh, Loteria with my family members and my family members live in different areas of the country and outside of the country. So it's been great just getting together and playing this type of games, bingo, loteria, charades, um, that type of stuff. And so the apps that we are using that I thought will be useful for you to know about, we use uh, Gmail through Gmail and the calendar on Gmail. We use Google Hangouts and that is really, really super helpful. Um, you can just literally just Google it and it'll take you to that page to set that up. Um, we also use Zoom um, and we have used um, House Party to to all hang out and do this type of thing. So I thought this will be something useful for you uh, during this quarantine to just connect with your family members and do something fun. All right, everybody, that was it for today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again, for coming uh, to the and listening to the podcast. Thanks to Crystal again for joining us. Um, we have, again, lots of good information for you, lots of things um, that are coming. And don't forget to subscribe to our 
podcast and to um, stay tuned. And also, if you need to contact me or Crystal, uh, our contact information is on the details of this episode. And so make sure you check those out so you can tell us everything you want to tell us, comments, ideas, new things. We take everything. Um, so make sure you do that. Also, make sure that you listen to the little preview of uh, our next episode. It will be um, a little preview on this um, on today's episode. So thank you so much for everything. Enjoy life. Enjoy your family, your loved ones. Stay positive. Stay healthy. And see you around. Um, until next time. This is your host, Angie Nieto. If I give up punishment, does that mean I'm not disciplining my child? Positive discipline teaches different methods to help the children self-discipline, be responsible, cooperative, and have great problem-solving skills. With your guidance and your modeling so that punitive and permissive discipline is no longer needed. Please join us in today's episode. We will have a fabulous guest, my friend, my colleague, Teresa Ocon. She is a family liaison at Turner Elementary School for uh, District 33 in West Chicago. So I want to make sure that you connect with us. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. And let's get started. This is your host, Angie Nieto.